0: running this x mark okay okay and uh so the background's all cg right so yeah, we have this okay. green green background here but you're you're in a canyon Ooh, it's scary uh, uh dr uh, dr snakes he's, he's coming after you uh and he and you know you're just gonna pretend he's gonna say release the snakes and then all the snakes are gonna come in okay, okay i can do that uh all right great awesome you're a professional
1: that's why we love you and action Oh man, I'm so glad I get away from Doctor Snakes in this canyon. I, I don't what what it, it, cut cut cut. Uh, what uh, director Dan, director Jared? Why is wrong? there a real snake on the set? Oh, oh this? Yes. Oh, this snake? I will not work with this snake. I mean,
0: we paid a lot of money for this. The snake, snake is a prima donna,
1: <laughs> and he does not deserve a trailer next to mine. I don't know why you hired what him. What are you talking about? <laughs> This is very unprofessional. (laughs) You're the unprofessional one, (laughs) Senor Snake. Senor Snake. Hey, everybody. Welcome to
0: the Indie Film Review. This is a place where we review independent films. All the time. Every day. Hell yeah. That's Dan. I'm Jared. This is the show. It begins right meow.
1: Or right... (sighs) Dan, what did we watch today? Uh, We watched a film called Breaking the Loop. It was sent to us by our newest patron, Joel Moody. 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 Uh, Joel Moody sent this to
0: us, yes. yes. Uh, the film should be called Breaking the Snakes, and it should be about a snake wrangler <laughs> who goes around just manhandling rattlesnakes like a boss. That's what the film should be about.
1: Yeah, that that extra character that was in this film. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a spin-off movie.
0: Yeah. Breaking the Snakes. So... Dan, tell us what this film was about and then I'll explain this whole
1: snake obsession. First of all, I want to tip my hat to the great, great Joel Moody once more, because this man, Mm -hmm. he directed it, he Mm -hmm. wrote it, he produced Mm -hmm. it, he edited Mm -hmm. it, he -hmm. he Mm -hmm. did the composition for it, the music, Mm -hmm. and He did the catering. The catering and he acted, he was the lead actor. Like this this is this is his baby. It's his first. Mm -hmm. He was best boy. He was best grip. It was his first first feature film. He had a huge team of people. And it is insane. This movie is insane. It's a lot of fucking work. (laughs) A lot of fucking work. Let me see if I can try to encapsulate what this film actually is in a short elevator pitch. So, this dude, he's kind of a piece of shit. And he, he's, <laughs> he's a BMX writer and well, um, right. his girlfriend dies one day and he, his life spirals out of control, but he wasn't really that good of a boyfriend in the first place. His fiance, excuse yeah. me. He wasn't a good fiance yeah. in the first place. And, um, he watches the television one day and there's a physicist on there that talks about wormholes. And somehow (laughs) he gets his hand on a wormhole detector or something, Mm -hmm. and he goes into the wormhole to try to save his fiancée from getting in a car accident. Can we talk about
0: how everyone's really chill with wormholes (laughs) and how it's like on the news and people are like, eh, whatever. Along the way.
1: (laughs) Along the way. He gets caught by the FBT. Hell and yeah! They are worse than the FBI um, yeah. because they are the government agency that's in charge of wormholes and not getting the tomfoolery Tom Fooled mm-hmm. with wormholes.
0: That's right. They're gonna keep Tom safe from the foolery.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're after him, and um, that's that's basically hijinks ensue. Let's let's get into it.
0: I feel like this film is like half redemption story. I don't know if
1: it's a love story
0: and then half like cool sci-fi action. Hold on.
1: Hold on. I need to express something here. Sure. I read the synopsis, the synopsis, and I read the website for this film. So Mm -hmm. racing to jump back in time through a wormhole, a washed up BMX rider attempts to bring his ex-girlfriend back from the dead, triggering a corrupt government agency to pursue him. I thought mm-hmm. this was going to be a zany action mm. sci-fi, but what mm-hmm. this turned into and this is it's totally okay, but just my expectation was was nullified because it is it's a sci-fi thriller but it's not super actiony. Instead mm-hmm. it's more contemplative because the music, Jared, I want to talk about the music. Do you <laughs> like the music yeah. of this film?
0: So the music was also done by Joel Mude. Yes. And uh
1: really good. I really liked it. It was really good, but it set a completely different tone than what I was expecting because yes, the music in like this film if you somber. are wanting to watch it, it's very somber. It reminds me a lot of like old 70s and 80s sci-fi movies, like the B sci-fi mm-hmm. movies with like the the extended synthesizer you yeah, know, it's yeah. like it's a lot of swells and ambient sounds. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked um, and it just it made the film feel odd and strange. Like it it's it, 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 it sent you to a new place, I guess. And that's what it was supposed to do because yeah. it's about time travel.
0: Uh, question for you, Dan. How did you feel about the special effects in this movie? I loved them.
1: I don't know what went into them. I I don't, like the way the wormholes look, from what I can gather, it was like a, it was a sphere shape or a circular shape. So the, the shape, the drawing of the shape is probably simple, but the way they made it look through the After Effects software, Mm -hmm. it's a very creative, it looked um, almost heavenly, I guess. Yeah, it's really there's a, Well, there's a theme with that, I think. There's yeah. there's something with
0: that that the movie touches and there's on. this really
1: great scene. There's so many great frames towards the end, um, but with his his fiance, they, like she's in a dream sequence and she's like all kaleidoscoped and she's in a mirror. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that's awesome. Cool. Um, I th- wanted more of that. Honestly. There's this really awesome scene towards the end as well, where he is. Um, he's in his truck and we're getting a, a full frontal view of him in this truck, but you get the reflection of the, the woods on his face. Mm -hmm. And that was a really cool shot. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. just the, the composition, like so many compositions in this film, you could just take a still image of and put them on a painting and sell them for money. Sell them to snakes. Oh yeah,
0: the whole snakes thing with me. So there's a rattlesnake wrangler in this. He's only in one scene. And he's this badass... I'm just assuming they found a real man who was a rattlesnake wrangler. And he goes around and catches rattlesnakes. I don't know what he does with them. He probably fights them or... I don't know. (laughs) Helps them through rehabilitation or something. Who knows? But there is a scene where this guy picks up a rattle, he he puts a stick on the rattlesnake's head and then picks it up so nonchalantly that I was like, wow. I don't know. I was impressed. I love this guy. <laughs> I'm like, why is he not coming back on the film? I thought maybe they are going to use snakes later. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a snake wrangler. I'm a snake wrangler. So yeah, anywho, Dan, you got a question for me?
1: How did you like the kinship between Bo and Jason? Jason and Bo, dude. You know... I really like them
0: together. I almost wanted more of that yeah there's definitely things I liked about this film but I also want to get into some criticisms too. I feel like at some points where where the plot goes so there's a whole plot with Savannah mm-hmm. and there's a there's a thing going on that's Savannah is Bo's friend so you have Bo's the main character Savannah she's like a friend of his and and she's a recovering alcoholic. Then you have Jason, who is in, like, a special ops. He's, like, a military guy. He's this huge... He's so jacked. This is, like, the biggest man I've ever seen. Yes, he's huge. And then you have Candace, who is, like, the fiancé, right? And for a while, I thought, like, what is going on with Savannah's story? Why are they focusing on it so much? And then I really eat my own shoe, because, like, the last five minutes of this film are, like, oh, yeah, you know all that stuff with Savannah? We're going to cover it right now, and it's going to make total sense. It's going to blow your fucking mind. So... In one sense, I'm like I don't know, and uh, but like the payoff for it was really good at the end. At least um, the way
1: we're interpreting the payoff, because yes. I, yes. Despite despite us thinking we know what's happening, it is kind of vague. So yeah,
0: it's yeah, and I think intentionally so. Yes. And um, the thing with Jason because they there's some plot twists in this that aren't really plot twists because there's a plot twist with Jason where you're like, well, that was so obvious, I already knew that, like. Light years ahead of that, but then again, like I, I think the thing at the end, the whole interpretation thing was like real. I, my jaw was on the floor. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe what was happening. Long story short, yes, I like I like them both. I thought <laughs> they had great chemistry. I enjoyed them. I really like Jason. I honestly, I think Jason should have been in more of the film. He, yeah. he did get a good chunk of it. He did. I'm not saying he didn't, but uh, you could have had like Jason going through his plot and then Bo going through his plot and then just cutting back and forth between the two and I would have been happy with that.
1: Well, I don't know because he's the time traveler. He his his trajectory is convoluted. Like the okay, the way we're introduced to the film, like what the film is going to be is Bo gets freaked out one night because he's spiraling downward, he's drinking a lot and he's just in a bad spot, but he hears something outside and he hears a gunshot and he's like, God damn night hunters. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he goes outside to where he sees a man and he's like, what are you doing? And he flips the man over because the man's on the ground and the man turns out to be himself. So he's looking at, he's looking at a shot dead himself on the, on the floor and Mm -hmm. it is bizarre. And as soon as you see that, you're like, Oh, I'm about to be taken on a wild ride. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we should get into the spoilers then.
0: I feel like that was
1: was it a spoiler? A
0: spoiler No, There's Dan. too much. There's
1: too many spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. I
0: know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, okay, so if you want to see this film, it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon. Uh, go check it out. Amazon Prime. I think it's probably on some other places too. But you can. I wonder find if he's it. still doing festival it's
1: circuits. But breaking the loop. Go to your film festivals. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. Demand, go to your local film festivals. <laughs> Demand that your film festival gets the rights to play Breaking the All Loop. right, all right. All right, so let's get into some things. Why don't we quickly, like, go over what
0: happens in this film? Not, like, scene by scene, okay. but just, like, so, the basics.
1: He he goes back in time. He gets Savannah to help him because he's... And he's trying to save
0: uh, Candace, yes, right? he's from trying to car, save Cam-
1: Candace from a car accident. Because what happens is... He gets, he, he he goes out and he has an affair, at least that's implied, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then his wife catches him because she follows him, and on, whenever he comes back, she won't talk to him, she's kind of distant, and he's like, you know what, I can explain, and he pulls out a ring, right, and mm-hmm. he's like, this is my mom's ring, and she had it, I had to get it back, and I just took it. But it, we see that he actually did have the affair. Anyway, she leaves, and she gets into a car accident. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know this yet because we just know that she dies somehow. And we learn through him talking into these video logs and to call... Oh, wait, hold on.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that scene where he travels back in time and borrows the guy's phone, and he's like, okay. I know you're not going to believe this, but I'm from the future. <laughs> like, why would he open with that? Dude, It that was funny. I don't know if that was intentionally funny or not, but that was pretty funny to me. Think of anything else to say to get her to not get in that car. <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
0: On, what are you doing? So there are a few scenes that I, I thought were funny. That scene happens. There's another scene where, it's like, somebody gets shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, like, near the very end, the villain. Oh,
1: the villain is so good in oh, this. Oh, the villain is the... uh. Everybody does a great job at acting, but this guy, like, yeah, he's he, great. <laughs> he he goes he he. What's that word? Um, ascends acting. <laughs> yeah, ascension.
0: I think his name his name is Kelly Dunham, but you don't get to find out who he is until an hour into the film, which I thought was unfortunate. Yeah. They should have introduced him way earlier in the film. Um, but go ahead, uh, please finish the synopsis. Okay, then, uh... so
1: he he gets he gets tracked down by the FBT, and yeah. The FBT is in cahoots with the local cops in Texas. <laughs> um, yeah. And we I'm going to bring up Texas later because I think there's interesting cultural relevance to it. Okay. But um, he is on the run for the rest of the movie and he gets hurt. Yeah. And then... His buddy Jason helps him, right? Yeah, his, his buddy Jason helps him, but then it turns out that Jason is... One of the FBT bad guys, and he yeah, they they, yeah. they keep him doped up on methamphetamine. Yeah, by the way, yeah.
0: little blue pills.
1: Well, dude, I mean, there's a scene where Jason bashes a like a
0: guy's brains in, yeah. like like a fucking animal, and I'm like, holy shit, this this is a little overboard. Then you find out he's on meth, and you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So Jason was hired by the FBT to stop anyone who time travels, like just to kill them to break the loop. As the movie you know, title. So he's had to kill his friend over and over and over again. Because I guess in every existence, in every reality, wherever there's wormholes have shown up, um, <laughs> he has to go there and murder his best friend for years. It's he said he's been doing this. Years and years. It's insane. Which is like that already. Just that premise alone is an amazing yes. film. Like you could have just focused on that and be like, "This is so good." But this
1: <laughs> this time in particular, he's tired of it and he betrays the FBT. Yeah, he doesn't want FBT. to do it anymore. Yeah. So he betrays the FBT, and then um, the the main boss dude is he's he's like, "We gotta find, Kelly. we gotta find Bo, and we gotta kill him." Mm-hmm. And now we gotta yeah. kill Jason, who's on meth. Jason. Jason. Um. Yes. And then so uh,
0: they have like a scuffle. There, I think uh, Jason gets kidnapped at one point, and then Bo goes to save him. So basically, it becomes like this whole like actiony thing where Bo he fails in his mission to save his girlfriend. Yes. He goes to visit her at the hospital. He does realize oh she hasn't died. hmm She she should have died already. She's in a coma, and he's like, well you know what. She's not dead, but she's in a coma, so maybe next time I do it, I can save her. But his buddy's like, no, dude, every time you try this, she never is saved. It, like, it never happens. So, again, Jason gets kidnapped, and then the last climax of the film is Bo saving Jason, a cool shootout, cool fight scene, and this was the stuff I felt like was missing in the film, because when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I needed in this film. Um the dude gets his like, head smashed in with a cinder block, yeah, which is fucking insane. Like, really intense. I feel like some of the things that Bo does... I understand that Jason's doing it because he is a trained killer, but I don't think Bo has any background in hurting people like this. I don't
1: think Bo has any background in traversing world. Time holes. travel?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I feel like he should be reactionary. You know, he should react a little more to what's going on and be a little more upset. But So then we have that. Bo gets, he jumps through the wormhole again. He saves his buddy. Uh, Oh, tell us how he does the jumps, because it's the best scenes in the film.
1: (laughs) So he has this old beat-up pickup truck, and because he's an ex-BMX rider, he has all these ramps. So he gets his biggest ramp, he loads it up, and the the wormhole is in the middle of a a pond or lake. One of the two. Anyway, he sets up the ramp right next to the edge of the pond. And then he gets Savannah to drive the truck, and he's holding on to the um, rope uh, rope attached to the mm-hmm. truck with one hand. She she guns it, and he, he's, like, dragged along. And then whenever he, he gets close to it, he lets go, and then he flies off of the ramp into the wormhole. And then the wormhole empties out into the same place, but he attaches these noodles to his bike, like pool noodles, so the bike floats and he can get it later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. I like that. So
1: it, it's it's no stone unturned with that, for sure. But like, <laughs> it's it's almost like a weird rudimentary way. It's like, how else would a BMX rider get into a wormhole? Hell
0: yeah. And there is some pretty sweet BMX riding. I honestly think it should have been the whole film. Like, It should have been a man and his bike. You know, mm-hmm. fucking doing tricks and fucking escaping the,
1: the fucking evil well, corporation. And like, and, see, that's what I thought was going to happen. That would have made it sillier,
0: but this is more like... The film is more serious than yes. that. And I guess I think... I personally think it would have been fun. But
1: Well, I know it would have been fun because that's what I was expecting. Like, this BMX mm-hmm. rider is going to save his girlfriend by traveling through time and evading the time cops. That's what I thought Fuck this film yeah. was going to be, <laughs> but instead, it, and I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that it's way different tonally than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah. Um, so then he does that. He returns to his original time and, and then Ca- Savannah's still there. It's almost like he went in and came right back out. Like mm-hmm. time didn't, you know, it was really quick and he's like, Oh, is Candace alive? Did I change anything? And she's like, no, she's still dead. And he's like, damn, I didn't change. Like, what the hell? So I, it seems like he starts to come to terms with that. You know? Mm-hmm. And And then it's implied that maybe he didn't go back in time. Which, this is the good shit. Maybe he went to a different reality. Mm-hmm. Like, there are different worlds. You're not really time traveling. You're seeing alternate realities. I'm like, that's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this is nuts. So in the world... In the previous world he went to, he actually saved Candace. She woke up from the coma, and she was fine. But then what happens, Dan? With, like, the very end of the film. So,
1: it it's revealed that Savannah is also in love with Candace. Yes! And, um... So, it's also revealed very early in the film that she was... Candace was pregnant, like, with Bo's yes. baby. And this mm-hmm. is why... Well, okay, so, Savannah... Alex to say, Hey, I'm going to be here for you. We're going to be mothers. I'm going to adopt the kid and I'm just going to support yes. you through this. And Candace yeah, is like, Yeah, because
0: Candace wants an abortion yes. because she doesn't want to have a kid with Bo. And she's like, Well, I can't have kids. Can I please have this now, kid?
1: Now, this film was released. She's like, Yeah. This film was released this year, right? But uh-huh. I think it was being produced as early as 2019 because if you look at the credits, um, they pay tribute to the dog in the film because the dog oh. died in 2019. Oh. So yeah. I would assume they've been filming since 2019, if that's in the credits. However, mm-hmm. even if it was produced in 2019, the fact that it's released it has a completely different connotation now in 2022 mm-hmm. because it's in Texas. It has a plotline about abortion and LGBTQ oh rights. Oh my god, you're right. So the <laughs> so whole I didn't even think the about whole that. film is like this really interesting, like it's about going back in time to mm-hmm. not have an abortion. It's so weird. Like there it's, it's, it's a very mm. culturally interesting artifact now because of what's been going on yeah. in the world. Oh yeah. And the whole twist of like, cause you think Savannah is just
0: obsessed with Candace because she wants the baby and that she likes Candace cause she's a good person. But the way Bo and both Bo and Savannah talk about Candace, it was giving me Laura Palmer vibes. Mm-hmm from Twin Peaks, where I was like, does everyone in this town just (laughs) love Candace and they cry every time someone says her name? So I was already getting lesbian vibes with Savannah Mm -hmm. because how she would talk to Candace. She's like, you're special. You're pure. You know, like, I want to protect you. I don't think anything bad. Like, she's just so, like, laying it on so thick. And I'm like, you, you like her. I think there's more Mm -hmm. to it than what's going on. And I'm like, there's no way this film is going to get there. There's no way this film's going to go there. But Candace is totally does. digging it, man. And then it fucking does. They kiss at the end. She's she's pregnant in a field. And it's like, is this reality? Is this an alternate reality? Or we did, don't know.
1: Or did she fake her own death to get away from Bo? Holy shit. Maybe she <laughs> faked it all. That's right.
0: Uh, so pretty crazy fucking ending. I thought that ending was super cool. But yeah, kind of a sad ending for Bo. Bo's just like, you know what? I can't change the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has, he's almost like solace that like in an, in a different dimension, she's alive and she's doing well. And that kind of builds on the thing of, because there's a religious aspect to this film of like, well, when you die, you go to a better place. Yeah. And this, and this is based off uh, the Christian religion. And that comes up a few times because Candace is, uh, is a Christian. And so it's like, you have that aspect of it. You have the aspect of alternate universes where someone could be in a better place depending on how how you think of it that way then you have the whole wormhole thing which you were saying was kind of was giving you like religious vibes of Mm -hmm. like the light right you know like when people die they say they see a light and it's like go to the light or whatever that's almost like the gateway to whatever the next phase of where people go and at the end of the film that light looks like heaven like heaven Mm -hmm. opening up so there's a lot of really weird yeah whenever you mean whenever interesting connections going whenever
1: um Kelly is chasing Jason and, like, the wormhole kind of goes everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Kelly
0: is so awestruck by what he's seeing that he just kind of, like, gives up. <laughs> he just drops his gun and he's just staring at this thing. And then, uh, yeah, Jason blows him away. But, yeah. it So, a lot of stuff to chew on, a lot of stuff to think about. And, at first, I will admit, I was like, I don't get why all this stuff is, there's too much going on. It's kind of annoying me, and then I feel like a lot of it does tie together at the end. It does. Now, the things that I still think don't work, uh, the wedding ring thing. Mm -hmm. I don't get why that's a plot point. You could have just had Bose cheating on Candace. You didn't need to give him this weird excuse where he's like, Oh, no, actually, I went over to that lady's house because I wanted to get my mom's wedding ring back because she lost it in a poker game or whatever. Because then you find out immediately after that
1: he was still lying about it. Well, I mean, it (laughs) could have been like... I I, mean, that... He originally gave that to her. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And then... Yeah. He's like, well, let me go get it back from her. And they end up having sex. And then he's like, I just wanted to go get this for my ex so I could give it to you. Basically. Yeah. But he was like, I want to prove my commitment to you by having sex
0: with this woman. So I can get this ring and bring it to you. It was, the logic was really strange. Well, there. I mean, that's uh,
1: kind of why I like the payoff of Candace and Savannah and their own relationship. Yeah. Because Bo is, he's, he's a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> he's an abusive person. He's trying to do better, but, also, it's like, you can't just go back in time, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, be like, oh, I'm going to be different, blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, what if he did go back and save her? What if he like, and like, hey, everything's better now. You think he's, is he really going to change? He has to really set his mind to that, right? Yeah. He could have just been the same piece of shit that he always was. taking, taking for granted, like, all the stuff that he, he has. Same so yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about. So, uh, some other criticisms. I don't think they should have tried to hide that Jason was the man in black, you know, one mm-hmm. of the, the the government guys that's hunting Bo because it was... Like, he's the biggest man in the movie. The man <laughs> is, like, twice as big as every single other yeah. actor. And you just... You see this Terminator man chasing people, and you're like, of course that's Jason. Uh, yeah, again, introduce the villain earlier on. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, we should have... Because, again, we, we could have had a whole story arc with Jason where he's, like, working with Kelly and how much he fucking hates him and he sucks. Or, and like, there's this subplot of Jason being trapped in this room where, like, whenever he's not being used, he's, like, a little robot in a, mm-hmm, in a closet. Yeah.
1: And that was really cool. Or the other thing that we could have had is Bo, instead of getting... So, Bo, he gets a hold of a video from the future. But, like, what if, you know, we get Kelly giving Bo a message... Yeah. In those recordings. That would have been really interesting.
0: That would have been cool, too. And, yeah, and just more BMX. Because BMX is fucking cool.
1: Yeah. And, uh, GoPro yeah, is used heavily in this shit. film. I appreciate Which the GoPro neat. aesthetic. Uh,
0: and just lightly, I'll say, because I didn't have any... I thought the camera work... I thought a lot of the editing was really good. I didn't... No real issues with the film construction itself.
1: But, yeah. Okay.
0: That's it. That's my final thoughts. Dan. did you have anything?
1: I love the cover of this film. It's insane. Yeah, it's cool. And oh, dude, the B-roll at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, oh, it's my a good God. B-roll, yeah. Just it, the just the sun coming up over the city. Oh, it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Good job. Good job. I enjoyed it. Oh, and
0: more snakes. I mean, honestly, guys, come on. Let's like figure this out. You really need to put more just like put a rattlesnake in every The days
1: of Indiana Jones are scene. over. <laughs>
0: Why did it have to be snakes? And Samuel uh, right.
1: Jackson. He's almost
0: dead. Yo, snakes on a bike? Snakes. snakes in my truck. Ooh, snakes on a truck? Snakes in the wormhole. Hell yeah. Ooh, now you got, you know, NC-17 rating if you do that. <laughs> uh, okay, Dan... I guess plugs, right? Yes. What do we do you can here? find us on Twitter at
1: indiefilmpod. You can find us on Instagram at indiefilmreviewpod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail We have a Patreon. Um, Joel is our newest member to that. Hell yeah! He's a filmmaker, so we have a one dollar tier, a three dollar tier. But if you want to be a, if you want to submit your film and get it to be reviewed faster, because our wait time is about six, to seven months, because we have so many films we go through. Um, if you donate $5 one time on that Patreon, then we will put your film on the shorter list. And that is what Joel did. He did it last week, I think, or two weeks ago, and we are reviewing it now. Hell yeah. So yes, thanks again to everyone listening. Thank you to our Patreonos.
0: I really appreciate it. Um, go check out the Necropodicon.com if you want to. Rate us. Review us. Uh, give us X's and O's in every love letter you send to us. We appreciate that.
1: Um, Dan, you have the final word. I wanted to see a an homage to ET. Well, it kind of is an homage to <laughs> ET whenever he goes into the 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 loop, I guess. But it would have been funny to have a silhouette, <laughs> the moon. <laughs>
2: searching for a dnd podcast that tells a twisted and macabre tale set in a world under siege by cosmic horrors one that will make you fear for what lurks in the darkness and question your own grasp on reality to bear witness to a party struggle against their inner demons as they walk the thin line between hero and villain while their sanity frays and falls apart at the scene Keeping good humor and a joke on their lips as all they know and love crumbles away. The chanting of cults, the corruption of mortals, the nightmares of the cosmos and the whispering of dark gods all awaits you in Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot, a 5th edition d d podcast. Be sure to listen on any of your favorite podcast providers. Part of the Necropoticon Network. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.